Hello and welcome to episode number 77 of the Hobbies and Happiness podcast, where we talk all about the hobby that makes us happy, tabletop gaming. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Jim, and today we're going to talk with a friend of ours, Jake Boss. Right. Welcome to today's episode, everybody. Before we get into it, let's talk about our sponsor real quick. Uh, so the episode is sponsored by Amazon Audible. If you head over to our affiliate link, www.hobbiesand... Excuse me. Audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness. I signed up. You, there we go. It's about, I signed up. <laughs> there you go. So it's it's always easier to just say click the link and, yeah. and instead of remembering what the actual link is, mm-hmm. right? But it's audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the link. So if you follow that link, you can sign up for your free 30-day trial of Amazon's Audible service. Um, if you like audiobooks, which I do, I was, I telling, I was telling you the other day, uh, get The Witcher. The Witcher mm-hmm. series, if you've never read it, uh, phenomenal. It's a phenomenal series. There's mm-hmm. quite there's quite a few books. Um, I started playing the video games. If you like the video games or you like the uh, Netflix show, you definitely need to check out check out those audiobooks mm-hmm. as well. So again, www.audibletrial.com forward slash happiness and happiness. Sign up for your free 30-day trial today. You get a free book. That's right. You get a free book when you sign up. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you get two credits, two free credits added to your account. You can cancel before the end of the 30 days if you don't like the service, but you get to keep those credits on your account. Mm-hmm. So you can use those for any book that is on the service. Again, www.audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness. Sign up for your free 30-day trial today. All right, I'm excited. Uh, uh, this episode is uh, a lot of fun. We recorded it a few days ago, um, but I'm excited to get into it. Uh, so we, we talked with Jake Boss. Jake Boss is a, I believe his title, um, he can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's producer. Um, he does a lot of the behind the scenes work. Editor, he, oh, yeah, he, he does, does a lot. A lot of the behind the scenes work at Command mm-hmm. Zone. Uh, so if you're if you're into the magic scene at all and you like Commander, you've probably heard of the sh- the channel <laughs> Command Zone and the show Game Nights. So he's been there oh, about three years, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember back to the conversation. Honestly, now. I'd be I'd be really surprised if the people here who play Magic did not know about the Command Zone. Yeah, because not only is Magic the or commander of the biggest format in magic. This is like the biggest EDH channel in all of magic's, I guess, content creators. In all of YouTube, essentially. Yeah. 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 So also, um, Jake has a channel, Digiboss Battle. Mm -hmm. Um, So he has his own channel. If you're into Digimon, um, you need to go check out this channel. It's a (laughs) phenomenal uh, YouTube channel. It does a lot of gameplay uh, gameplay videos as well as other types of uh, strategy content for the card game uh, Digimon. Even Uh, if you're not into the card game, it is really great. It's a, to see it's, all this it's, stuff. It's, it's, it's a lot really of fun. Cool. Even if you don't know how the game is played, <laughs> um, one of my favorite things about that channel is just the interactions mm-hmm. and the storytelling oh, that yeah. he uh, that that um, he phenomenal. that 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 both uh, <laughs> that both of them. Um, put into that channel. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake and uh, I believe her name is Beck is on that channel as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go check that out. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to stop talking. We're going to get out of the way so we can get you guys into the, into the chat. So here you go. Enjoy. All right. Today on the show, we are joined by the Jake boss. Jake, it's awesome to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, worked really hard today, but that's the life of full-time content creator uh, type person, you know, plenty to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, but, but before we get into everything, Jake, can you, can you tell our audience, uh, who is Jake boss? And, uh, can you like give us your history in the, uh, TCG and just the card game space in general? Cause I know you've been, you've been in this space for quite a while. 
Yeah, so uh, I first started out with tabletop gaming with uh, Star Wars X-Wing. I loved that game. I uh, was pretty good at it at the time. And then around the time that second edition rolled around for that game, I was getting out of it. Um, I picked up Magic the Gathering in 2016. I'd played the Star Wars LCG before that because I was deep into Star Wars at that point. Uh, but Magic was everything that I wanted that game to be. So I fell in love with it and I ran a Kickstarter for a life tracker device that was successful. And, you know, we sold, I think it was like 3000 units or something. Um, it's called Mojo is a fun little device. Um, and then I met a bunch of content creators while trying to, uh, get that campaign off the ground, which is very hard. If you're a nobody <laughs> trying to do a Kickstarter, you, my heart goes out to you. That is so hard. Um, yeah. And then from there, I just got the bug. I was there for uh, the community, the content, uh, just being a part of something. You know, I, I was always a part of communities and stuff growing up. Um, and I tried doing a couple of different channels. I had uh, one idea for a channel uh, that never got off the ground. And then uh, I basically reached out to the community and said, hey, I'm a professional editor. Um, I want to work on magic content, but what I didn't say was, I don't feel like I have very good ideas. Um, <laughs> so I want to help you all execute your good ideas, uh, and make it look expensive. And that's when, um, I was approached by Josh Lee Kwai from the command zone. And he's like, Hey, message me. Also, nobody works for me for free. So forget that. Um, <laughs> uh, and then we started developing what would become, uh, one of our flagship shows extra turns. Um, uh -huh. I just did a small amount of work on that while we were getting to know each other and, you know, timing wasn't quite right. I lived in Portland. I wasn't ready to move down to LA. They weren't really ready to hire somebody out of a professional position. So timing just wasn't right. Um, so three months go by after that experience and I got the bug, you know, like I feel like, well, if I'm just going to sit here like Spider-Man waiting for Iron Man to get the call of like, <laughs> Mr. Stark, I'm ready. I'll do whatever you want. I'll cut whatever you want, Mr. Stark. Uh, then I'm going to go take care of myself. I'm going to go do it myself. So I started a tonight show called MTG Tonight. We built a whole tonight show set in my living room. We had a sparkly blue backdrop and a giant moon. And yep. that's how we yep. would do deck profile videos was yep. we'll interview people about their deck. Yep. Um, and I had like live music and stuff. It was a really fun show. It was yes, hard it was. to make that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, super hard. So luckily, about the time that I was getting burnt out, Josh called me back and said, hey, you know, things are ramping up here and uh, we really got to find somebody. Um, what do you think about for real coming down? And uh, that was 2019 in the summer. And I've been at Command Zone ever since. It was a big leap of faith. And mm -hmm. now I'm, uh, I direct a lot of our stuff. I am a supervisor for a lot of our people. Um, I get to teach people, which I love. Because uh, if you get me, I'm sure at some point in this interview, there's going to be a lot of people skipping through because I'm, I'll talk about nerd stuff for however long you let me. <laughs> yeah. Like if you want to talk about the intricacies of MP4s, I've got a lot of uh, strong opinions about stuff that nobody cares about. <laughs> All right. So our next topic <laughs> is Digi Boss. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's so 
I, it, I love uh, it, working on stuff on the side. I can't help but create side projects. Yeah. And uh, my current channel, Digiboss Battle, is like, man, I, I'm bored at home and I'm not done working when I'm done working. Yeah. Uh, so let me just go develop another show in my free time. <laughs> yeah. So 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 there's there's a lot there that 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 I, that I really want to dig into. Um, oh yeah. But but first. You, you you say talking about nerd stuff, right? It's it's funny because um, at my job today, I had my IT guy come down to my office for. I mean, he was probably there for like three and a half hours, and literally all we were talking about was nerd stuff and software <laughs> and how these tools that he's built is going to make our lives easier. And I'm just like, oh, dude, this is this is amazing. You have no idea. And there's other people in the office who are like, what? Because they can hear me like talking um, about all of this, just nerd software. And I'm like, guys, it's okay. I know this is nerdy, but <laughs> it's it, it's awesome. I was just, I was so excited. So yeah, you, I, do, I, you don't I, understand. I this guy over here is changing our lives right now. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. That's my favorite thing is when you show somebody a simple trick or something and like they say, wait a second. Do that again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, so like I said, th there's a lot there, right? Um, but the first thing I kind of want to dig into a little bit is is MTG tonight. So, yeah, what it sounded like was you were contacted by Josh, and then uh, MTG tonight happened after you initially made contact with him. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, um, I was you know i wouldn't say i was salty or angry about it or anything but it was just not the right time for anybody like i had uh -huh. just started a new job um i at the time i was 24 which is like if you're gonna be taking shots on pulling people out of the pro scene like 24 feels kind of like a gamble um mm -hmm. it's just a little young and you know it it just wasn't the right move at that time but still, mm -hmm. you know, I sat on it and I was like, I got to do something with this emotion. And I was in mm -hmm. a movie theater watching a documentary about Mr. Rogers with uh, my mom oh, and yeah. my girlfriend at the time. And uh, there was a scene where a uh, neighbor comes over and they're washing their feet together and learning about racism. And I think, huh, wouldn't this be great if they were talking about an Enchantress deck? <laughs> like tackling racism was really cool too <laughs> but there are other topics that i had on my mind of like if you can use the strength of your community yeah, yeah. just embracing your community and using their yes. strengths to make you better Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, right. Well, and, and it's and it's funny you say that too. I've th this entire week, and Jim, I know you can attest to this. Um, at, since this week started, I have just been so excited for this year, um, and just I, I really feel like just passionate about what we are building, um, and then just the 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 things that I want to create, and like that's where it, it starts. And already, I mean, what five minutes five minutes into this talk, you know, I, I can hear and I can sense the passion, you know, coming from your story already. And, and I, and I think that is just so key. And I don't know if a lot of people really recognize or, or, or notice that. Um, but, but, but that is, is, is awesome. Yeah. Um, I love seeing other folks out there who, uh, do things that they don't have to do. Um, like there's a need in a lot of people like, uh, you know, obviously prepping for this interview is poking around your guys' channel and you've set up something that's very clearly um, like you're ready, you know, like you're not checking all the boxes. What you're doing is uh, attacking this head on because you must do it. You know, mm -hmm. it's like right. being compelled 
to do something mm-hmm. rather than being tasked with something. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. No, absolutely. And, you know, go, going through a lot of your tweet threads, there was one thing that that uh, when you were talking about MTG tonight, um, there was one tweet in particular. And I hear this thrown around so many times um, from content creators and just creatives in general. Um, and sometimes people think it's overhashed, but it's 100 percent true. What you say, what you said is creative is at the heart of everything. And a one hundred thousand dollar camera is useless without a good idea. And a good idea doesn't need a hundred thousand dollar camera. I'm right there with you. And can and what it sounded like you were saying was, did you use like a lot of phones and just low quality yeah. equipment when you were doing MTG tonight? Yeah, actually, this camera right here is uh, what it would be 15 years old. I shot wow. MTG tonight on this camera um, and the sensor looks great. The lens is great, uh, but it happens to record to mini DV tapes. Uh, so <laughs> I've got an HDMI out on it and wow. suddenly this camera is no longer a dinosaur. It, it makes really good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I, I called in every favor that I could from film school. So some friends would bring in DSLRs, but not all the time. So I spent money that I didn't have, which was mm-hmm. $200 on a second DSLR. Cause I had my own, um, and I used my phone. We got it done a lot of different ways on that show. Like, mm-hmm. I finally broke down and bought a sound device. Once my sound got screwed up for the second time, I'm like, whatever, like this is money I shouldn't be spending on something that doesn't bring in money, but mm-hmm. I'm going to do it because I am tired of uh, the heartbreak of losing something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that whole thread kind of spawned from, uh, I, I think it's fair to assume that the person I was subtweeting kind of knew that I was subtweeting them. Basically, mm-hmm. someone had said, um, and this is not wrong, but they said, if I had good equipment, I would have the best EDH show out there. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, <laughs> man, <laughs> if only you knew wrong, how man, easy wrong. it is to make bad content with good equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of it. Like yeah. our cameras, uh, look up Alexa Mini or Alexa yeah. Mini LF. That's yep. what that's my daily driver. And yep. um, I shoot with the best of the best stuff. I've got access yeah. to whatever equipment I want now. Mm-hmm. And still it's hard to come up with ideas for what to do with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do game nights and all this other stuff. But I in film school, um it, I had bought a bunch of equipment a year before. Okay. And then the end of my first term in film school, I finally make a movie uh with all that stuff. But it had sat on the shelf for 10 months. Like, yeah, uh, the equipment was not stopping me from making a movie, mm-hmm. you know? And by the time right. I got it, 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 it was a waste. Mm-hmm. I should have been writing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and one thing that I've learned over the years is, yes, I, I know I, I've, I, we've had a lot of com- com- comments about like our set here. You know, this is in my basement and I built this because I love it. And I have so much fun and a passion for doing this. And all this equipment is not something that like I just went out and bought in like a weekend. This right. is I have accumulated all of this stuff over years. And yep. like it's for me, it started with photography. And I'm still into photography. I love photography. Just when I went on a trip to Disney World, and I love taking pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so fireworks show, I have my tripod set up, taking pictures, editing them. I have so much fun, right? My my wife, you know, uh, d- digs at me a little bit, and she's like, 
You mean you're not going to Disney World to spend time with your family and your kids? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> you know, kind yeah. of. I'm like, well, I like taking pictures, right? Um, now, you know, this equipment makes certain things easier, but from what I have noticed is it all starts with that passion. And most of the time, the people who are passionate will make it work with whatever the case may be. If you give somebody, if you give a new person just the best equipment, that a lot of times, maybe not a lot of times, but can be the wrong move because it's just, it's not, it's not about the equipment. It's about that passion and that creativity and that creative ideas. And, and saying, in spite of whatever equipment I'm cursed with, I will get this done. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, absolutely. There's a lot of the time that me and Josh are working on something, and I say, you know, uh, I'll pay you a thousand bucks not to care about this. Basically, <laughs> like, I'll try to get him to save money on something, and I'm like, and he he, he says, like, you know, we've we've got a little bit of a budget here. We could spend it on this if that's what we've got to do. And I'm like, dude. Um, what if I paid you a thousand dollars to not care about whatever aspect it might be? I That's just I'm what I see. Start it as. doing that. I yeah. Start doing that. <laughs> By not buying something, you're buying money. Yeah. <laughs> and right. there was right. so many years where uh, my camera, like I've got a microphone that goes to a soundboard, and then the mm. soundboard is an RCA out to three point mm-hmm. five millimeter. Then mm-hmm. that's an aux jack into the side of the camera. And I'm pretty sure that's going to work. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. It's like I, being I, a broke ass musician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so you mentioned film school. Um, yep. So why did you go to film school? Like, is um, that's a good uh, question. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I don't ask it like in the way of, well, what, what, you know, what did you do that for? No, I'm you just, should. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> so, I'm genuinely- all right, here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> Folks at home. If you know somebody considering film school, okay, beat them with a stick until they're sad. <laughs> Do not go to film school. <laughs> film school is a joke. A lot of the uh, folks who are teaching in film school, God bless them, are not working. And we, we really want advice from people who are out there kind of like doing the thing. And, yeah. you know, that's not true for everybody. Nothing's across the board true. But right, right. the things that I picked up in film school were how to work as a team. Uh, with other people, how to coordinate and get something done. And you can do that with Facebook groups. Instead of film mm-hmm. school, you should be going to like casting Facebook groups for your local town, like mm-hmm. uh, Portland Casting Hub. I mm-hmm. said on a lot of uh, threads in there, like, hey, I want to work on projects for free. I just want to cut stuff. Uh, who's interested? And just make up deadlines, you know? <laughs> and when you're behind schedule, you're behind. Nobody cares. Nobody's paying. <laughs> But I wouldn't have been able to do MTG tonight if it weren't for all those favors that folks owed me through Mm -hmm. Casting Hub or doing their um, senior films and stuff like that. None of I I didn't need to spend 50,000 bucks on doing that. Even worse, uh, people had to do internships in film school and they, for some reason, let somebody, well, two people intern with Jake Boss Media. While I was still at the school, <laughs> this is not a comment on how good of a teacher I am. More about how broke ass the Art Institute of Portland is. Wow! Don't wow, go to film crazy. school. Don't go to a for-profit college. I don't care if it's cosmetology, and this is the only way that they do it. Don't go to a for-profit college. And if somebody in your life is like, "Yeah, I'm thinking about going to college," you say, "That's great." And they say, "Film school," you say, "That's not great." <laughs> 
<laughs> don't do it. I think send it my way. This. We're going to yeah, have to save absolutely. this for people just in case. <laughs> Don't. Uh, we're gonna clip it. We're gonna clip it right here. Actually, <laughs> so pointless. Just go out there and make stuff. Like I had yeah. all the equipment to make my movies that I made in film school before I even went, and it only cost me like a thousand bucks compared to fifty thousand. Well, it's 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 interesting too because when I remember when I was graduating high school and going to college, um, I have an engineering degree, uh-huh. and so when I graduated high school i you know like many high school seniors i don't have a direction in my life not sure where what i wanted to do but i was thinking about like i was very interested in the arts and photography and film school so i had a conversation with my father and he was like you should not do that he gave me some really good advice and you know like you know my my dad saw my dad knew my strengths and he um you know did what he could to try and guide me into a, a better direction it's funny is yes i'm an engineer i have an engineering degree but i still like that's not my passion i have passion for all this other stuff right but i'm making it work and i remember back then the the overwhelming narrative that I can remember was not what you just said, right? Mm-hmm. But nowadays, like so many people have made it and are being successful by being self taught, and I think that's great. Like I I I love I love that messaging as well. So, uh, like, is that something you noticed? Like, what was it yeah. like when you when you started? So uh, when I started in film school, there was a lot of folks who wanted to make Batman 17 and they all said they want to be writer directors and stuff like that. And none of those people, as far as I'm aware, are working in, you know, their field, the one that they studied for and worked really hard to get into those people. As far as I, you know, it's sad. Like, I wish it weren't that way, but they're Mm -hmm. not like, oh my God, don't go to film school. Um, (laughs) but then there were those of us who like, I remember my entrance interview. I said, yeah, I'm a really bad camera operator right now. And I'd also like to learn about optics and how lenses actually work. Cause I know like 13 elements and 11 groups. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know these terms, but I don't really know why this element goes here. Why is this one concave versus convex? I'd love to learn about stuff like that. None of my teachers there knew that kind of stuff. <laughs> Nobody cares about that kind of stuff. Like, right. I was a much right. bigger nerd than they were prepared for. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. The film school is just so bad. You know, the best film school that you could possibly have is waiting tables. Uh, you learn how to deal with crazy asks from psychopaths. And mm. honestly, my first uh, big gig was in 2016. I was working on a commercial for Overwatch. Um and t-mobile and Mm -hmm. it was like the overwatch world cup or something so i did Mm -hmm. one for that and one for blizzcon um and i was working with uh six people behind me uh in couches and stuff they flew out for a week and they're gonna uh they're the ones charged with making this thing perfect for the client like Mm -hmm. and creatives are nuts like nice people (laughs) but they just say stuff like hmm this color has a likeness within it that i can't put my finger on (laughs) It has a what? <laughs> so honestly, like it flashes me back to working at Red Robin and somebody says to me, this is blue cheese. And I said, no, that's ranch. Uh, no, I can tell it's blue cheese. And I'm like, okay, I'll be right back. I go get another ranch. Here we go. Uh, I hate to be a pain, but this is blue cheese. I'm like, I'll be right back. I get my boss. Can you please bring one out? She does it. And then she says, finally. 
Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And then I just catch eyes with this lady. This is my last day at Red Robin, by the way. I catch eyes and I'm like, I'm out of here. <laughs> and then I wrote my letter of resignation like 20 minutes later. But oh, that did you actually I get write asked, a letter? Did you actually write a letter for Red Robin? I wrote it on the back of like uh, my sign out sheet. Um, I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm so sorry. You know, I it has to be today. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, like it, that's funny. That job is so rough. But uh, I'll be working on set on something, or uh, I'll be working in an edit on something like that T-Mobile Overwatch commercial. Somebody will say something that's like, "Yeah, but that's blue cheese." Like factually, <laughs> literally, logically, factually, no, it's correct. not. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I must. Work under the assumption that it is. Perception's mm-hmm. reality. I live in your world right now, and I'm going to make this work. I'm going yeah. to make you feel like that is not blue cheese. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. That, that, I, I agree. I agree. Um, okay. So your start, your start at Game Nights, okay? You, yeah. you, you, talked about, you talked about it started with a tweet. Um, I remember seeing that tweet and then just reading <laughs> that, and I'm like, that, that is, that's crazy, and then it's awesome. Um, what what came over you to tweet that, um, and what would you suggest to other people looking to get their start in a similar way that you did? Well, uh, for me, I feel like people who naturally gravitate themselves toward working on game nights, uh, one way or another, uh, find their way there. So, with the case of Murph, you know. Mm-hmm. He's working or he's sitting across the table from Josh at a GP. He says, Hey, I know you're looking for an editor. I know a little bit about editing. Guess what? <laughs> he doesn't know a thing about editing. <laughs> he's lying. But really? he got him in the door. Really? Yeah. No, mad respect. <laughs> he got wow, himself in the door. Awesome. And he's wow. one of the best editors that works there. He's a great director. I love working with Murph. We're partners. It's great. Um, you guys go back and forth on Twitter all the time, and I love it. Yeah, no, uh, me and Murph have a very tight, uh, you know, like brotherly relationship uh, through the workplace. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But anyway, uh, for somebody who's trying to follow in my footsteps uh, as far as the method goes, consider that I couldn't help but want to work on content. Like, I really Mm -hmm. love creating uh, workflows for things. I like Mm -hmm. creating machines uh, that, like, you drop the card here and then it automatically goes there and then mm. uh stuff like that um jake jake i am like right there with you man you're oh, yeah. saying all the stuff and i'm like yes 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 i love it i love it i'm such a sucker for stuff like that yeah, and same, man. so that's how i got to you know being a broadcast editor um you know at a pretty young age and then taking a photo of my monitor like if you're in the know you know yes. that the picture yeah. like that was my whole thing was uh, that monitor is like $40,000 um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> because no it's a 10 minute really... reference monitor. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't, I did not know that. Yeah. So um, the photo was kind of like, yeah, here are some color bars. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the noobs kind of know this guy's yeah. a real one. And then yeah. for the real ones, it's like, <laughs> <deep>. <laughs> yeah. All, so, I saw, all I saw was the color bars and I'm like, okay, that I get, but I, w- so, so I was the noob in that reference actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, at man, I'm, I'm really just going to get into it, huh? Um, so, uh, I tweeted this out thinking like, if anybody has any good ideas, whatever, I just want to like make stuff. I have free time and I want to make stuff. I don't really care about making money or whatever. Uh, I go home that day 
And at 5.20, I know it was 5.20 because I had just gone home. And the first thing I do is like, man, that was a stressful day. I go out into my shed and rip a fat hit off of my bong. Um, <laughs> I smoked. I don't smoke anymore because, you know, I don't know what right, We're demonetized, I think. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to tell you, my it, the story's worth it, I promise. Uh, so I hit it, and then Command Cast followed you. Command Cast, like your thing. And oh, yes. I'm like, yes. oh, no! <laughs> I run inside, and I'm freaking out. I'm shaking. And I'm like, yeah. Ashley, look. Yeah. I can't even speak. Yeah. And so I now have to navigate this uh, as I'm going down a path. Yeah. <laughs> It was the same thing when the professor followed me and was like, oh, I want to be on MTG tonight. You know, all this other stuff like, oh, my God. Yes. Yep. Yep. So now that we're like hanging out with actual celebrities like Post Malone, like I feel like I've been doing, you know, the meet the celebrity thing for a long time. Like you guys are new to it because you're the ones that we've been meeting. But Mm -hmm. so 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 going off going off of that. Oh, um that that feeling right so what what is it like when you find those big name celebrities and like n- not just like you're meeting the celebrity right but it's it's a celebrity who uh, like it, honestly Jake like to me you're a celebrity right oh really <laughs> uh, because well, we got to fix that yeah but but seriously like you you are in the space that i love and i enjoy right and you we we have we have this connection over this game that we both enjoy and we both love right so when when you take uh, uh, like a celebrity like you said post malone or jacob bertrand or Zo- yeah. or zolo who you find out they love and play this game that you love and then you work on like what is that feeling like to to number one find out they're into the same stuff you are but then have that experience of meeting them and then playing that game with them yeah um Post Malone for me was the big one where I was like, what are we doing here? Like, (laughs) this is not supposed to be like uh, what it's like for me nowadays is different than when that first one really hit. Uh, Mm -hmm. Cause I remember we were all kind of looking around at each other. um, Like, wait a second. Uh, Did post Malone just like (laughs) hit us up in Instagram DMS Uh, and he just sends like a clinking glasses emoji on Instagram and it went to our spam filter because <laughs> it's, it's not an approved message. And yeah. We're like, and, and apparently somebody had responded back cheers. And that was it. Like, <laughs> wait a second. I don't know. And then he like gets back and says um, something that's like, no, 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 pay attention. Uh, like he didn't say that specifically, but you know, the right, sentiment right. was like, no, this is the real deal. Yeah. This is uh, the real deal. And then we start like looking through our Patreon. He'd been a patron for seven months wow. and it was just wow. under his real name, Austin post. Wow. <laughs> like he'd just been right under our noses. And uh, wow. then we are kind of all standing around like, is this real? Is this really going on? Um, we're kind of like texting our friends like, hey, get a load of this. Turns out Post Malone watches the show. Isn't that fun? <laughs> and like as a big Stargate fan, that's how I felt when uh, one of the stars of Stargate watched the show was like, get a load of this, mom. You've heard this wow. name. And then we're FaceTiming with him and we're all kind of like, whoa, now this wow. is real. Yeah. Um, yeah. He comes to LA the following week. And we all go to his hotel room. Uh, we plan to shoot a game night. So we go to the, his room the night before. Uh, and then this game night's the Modern Horizons 2 episode. 
mm-hmm. was just like so quickly assembled of like, this is going to be the best that we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to act like this while we're on set. We're going to have a dedicated <clears throat> behind the scenes guy. Uh, so we partied the night before until like four o'clock in the morning, show up at 8 a.m. for our shoot, uh, shoot the whole thing. Wow. And uh, he still wants to play afterward. Like <laughs> we play until 3.30 the next morning. Nice. Wow. Normally on a shoot day, you're just so beat. You're so tired. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you guys must have had so much adrenaline, though, going, going through your oh, bodies. Oh, you have no idea. Like so, that. Oh, yeah. This is something that nobody knows. Uh, in the middle of that shoot, as we're all taking a bathroom break, he walks out um, and there's kind of a shuffle of people. We don't really know how it happened. It doesn't matter. But uh, we lost power uh, to okay. one of our extension cords, which lost power to the overhead camera, which we normally leave rolling. And uh-huh. if you know anything about H264, yeah, it's time to talk to H264. Yep. Uh, you know that okay. if you stop in the middle of a recording, it doesn't have time to wrap it up. So the file is corrupted corrupted yep and so we lose power to the That's thing something. and then i look up and i say oh shit <laughs> <laughs> and then you know ashlyn's being very kind like oh is something wrong can i help you and then the behind the yeah. scenes guy looks over she, and says she, she seems like she would do that too <laughs> yeah, yeah uh the behind the scenes guy looks at her as i'm like stunned and he says he thinks that he just lost all the footage and i'm still like how do I handle this disaster? And then uh, behind the scenes guy says, uh, yeah, great day for this to happen for the first time uh, when an A-list celebrity is here. So I figure out like, okay, you can boot the camera in safe mode and wrap it up. But that was just such a hit of adrenaline of like, oh my God. And then rumors start spreading throughout the house of what might have happened. And everyone's like, oh, "Oh, well, we can just re-record our hands, right? Uh, We can just go through the transcript of the game and reenact. Uh, I'm like, guys, just don't worry about plan B right now. Let me focus on plan A. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Luckily everything yeah. worked out and it was smooth, but wow. Uh, after that first couple of nights, uh, we went to his house to shoot round table. We were out at yes. his place for four days in Utah. It's like a compound there. It's amazing. Uh, wow, yeah. We yeah. drove a, uh, a, I guess he'd call it a tour bus, like a shuttle bus there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we brought a bunch of equipment and stuff. Uh, so we drove from LA there. It took about, I don't know, like 11 hours or something. But uh, then by the fourth day of that trip, we're all feeling like you're in high school again. Like you're hanging out with the boys, you know, you're mm-hmm. blasting music and staying out a little bit too late and walking home. And, you know, like it was just, it made me feel like a kid again. Yeah. Ever since that yeah. moment, no celebrity can make me shake i don't care who you are <laughs> i don't care what movie you're in you're a person just like me and yeah. we said that me and my partner ashley uh she's my fiance we uh said that when the professor first reached out is i'm not gonna thank this person for his time profusely i'm not gonna um basically put him on a pedestal so far above me that he's <clears throat> out of reach because that's mm-hmm. not gonna make him comfortable I'm going to speak like I'm at the same table, even if I'm not like, let's talk as peers. And Mm -hmm. I've always approached people like that. Um, Pretty hard to do with Post Malone. But now that we've (laughs) got that under our belt, it's really easy for uh, no Jacob Bertrand, you know, no Joe Manganiello or anything uh, to make me shake. 
the key yeah. when you're meeting somebody famous is you talk about what they did today. Like, yeah, they, they, they don't want to talk about Scooby-Doo. Okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> he, he knows what it was like to be shaggy. He's yeah. got uh, pre-cooked answers for you, but mm-hmm. how about, uh, did you find parking? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Or, right, you know, right. Uh, did you sleep? All right. Yeah. Like th- these are real people things that we're all yeah. going through. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That that sounds like a very healthy way to <clears throat> to think about it and just to just to approach everybody in general cuz you you're exactly right. We're all people. <laughs> yeah. we, we deal with a lot of the same stuff e- each and every day. Um yeah, that's that that is a gr- those are some great stories, Jake. Um so <clears throat> so wh- while we're on the topic of magic a little bit, um you you did speak on how you kind of got into magic. Um but but so you said you started with X Wing. Um, how how did you go from X Wing to Magic? That just seems club. like a it's it seems like a an, an interesting uh, little, little fork there. Yeah. So the manager of my game store, uh, he was having a birthday party, and uh, a bunch of people went to Portland has uh, really fun strip clubs. So we got a group. Honestly, together. this interview is just wild. <laughs> <laughs> this is the wildest one we've had. I'm just like over here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I go with a bunch of magic players to this club and, uh, a steak is $7 and it, it's a fun time for everybody. Uh, and then they start talking about like, yeah, man. And, uh, if you want to just like borrow a deck anytime, uh, you should play shadows over Innistrad's coming out next week. You should play seal. That's a really good way to get into the format. Man. We started pretty much the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. April yeah. 8th, 2016. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, Jim, 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 you talk about that year uh, all the time when yeah. we talk about starting magic. Yeah, yeah. Kaladesh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I started great. a little bit before. Mm-hmm. That's like you. You're there early enough to get into some of the nostalgia of pre chaos magic of you know <laughs> the before times. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Man, uh, I, I missed my looter scooter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, after my first big paid gig, I went and bought four copies of Looter Scooter and four copies of Liliana. Uh, nice, and, nice. Then I built myself a Teamer Emerge Emrakul deck. <laughs> I was really nice. proud of it. Then Emrakul nice. gets banned, and Smuggler's <laughs> Copy gets banned, and I'm just sitting on a whole bunch of junk. No more nice. fun. Yeah. Nice. So, 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 so the first experience was uh, mass magic in a strip club. Wow. It wasn't in a strip club, but it was a bunch well, right, of players right, in a strip right. club yeah, yeah. who convinced yes. me to join yes. the group. Uh, right. right. And the I've ladies been- come over. I bet you have a large <laughs> deck. 60 card, double sleeved. <laughs> yeah, it, must, it must be triple sleeved. <laughs> so, okay. So, so how, how did, so how did you get into commander then? What was your, what was your experience from from starting to getting then getting into Commander? So I was uh, working on marketing my Kickstarter for Mojo, and uh, which was the Life Counter, and I went to GP Vegas 2017 uh, with the same group of friends, um, and I was just going to be on a trip, you know, like mm-hmm. it, we had planned it over a year in advance, and I was trying to live my own life, uh, so I said yes to whatever fun experiences were out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go to GP Vegas 2017 and there's a bunch of people at commander tables and stuff. And at the time I thought commander was a format for people who just wanted to have a podcast and be all self-important in front of the microphone. <laughs> it was such an arrogant, stupid way to look at it. That's Cause, 
come to find out I'm one of those people too. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, I saw Josh and Jimmy walking around with Cassius Marsh and I thought to myself, you know, maybe Commander ain't so bad. Uh, <laughs> so I pick up a Kaneo Centiro deck because the vendor said, hey, you like drawing cards? And I said, I think so. <laughs> Uh, and so I picked that deck up for 25 bucks and I spent, you know, six months kind of refining it. And then the first deck that I built myself was a Razaketh deck. Um, okay. And then from there, yeah. One my of those guys. Exploded. Yeah, one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. I was told by Josh and Jimmy on the podcast that uh, mono black was the best mono color at the time. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, I'll do that. <laughs> Oh, that, that that's funny. So okay, so so from when you started, let, let, let's let's look at Magic from when you started to now. Um, w- like, how would you compare the overall health of just Magic in general, and then Commander? Because because if you look at the state of the game now versus back then, it's like wildly different. Yeah, I mean, we have choices now. So uh, <laughs> you know, if you think about us uh, as coins in a sorting machine. Like there are certain wells for us to drop into that we couldn't before. So mm-hmm. personally, I play Historic Brawl on Arena um, a ton. Mm. But yeah. if I couldn't do that, I'd probably be back to playing Spell Table. Like Spell Table uh, in my life was a big deal mm. from th- all throughout the pandemic. I would play with uh, my friends uh, Craig and D and Pope um, for like a year and a half uh, after the pandemic started. Then Historic Brawl gets added to Arena, and suddenly I care a lot less about my bro time. <laughs> so, um, for, for, can, you, can you explain what Spell Table is for our audience yeah, sure. uh, that doesn't know? Yeah, so Spell Table is a method of playing over webcam that has an integrated card recognition uh, function uh, and also a good scorekeeper in it. So mm-hmm. yeah. you can get four people into the same place and play card games very easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I read I read a stat recently. I, I can't remember the exact name uh, or the exact number, uh, um, but there was a the if you look at the amount and percentage of commanders that have been released in the past uh, year or maybe, it might have been two years, but it's something like twenty five percent of all legendary creatures that have been printed um, it, within the past year or two. Um, yep. It may not. It may be a little higher. Um, what's, what's your initial take on that? Do you, is that a good thing or do you think, do you think that's not necessarily a good thing? Um, I mean, I like art within limitations as somebody who's always scrabbled together, uh, something to make it functional. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. when prime speaker Vanifar came out, we thought, well, everybody's just going to play this deck and it's going to be a linear deck. Or it's going to be a really boring format now, but nobody Turns plays that. That was a lie. No, yeah. <laughs> like nobody cares about, uh, that type of thing. Like, uh, mm-hmm. If you present somebody with a boring linear experience, they're not going to choose that. So mm-hmm. I still feel like uh, we see a lot more interesting decks nowadays uh, yeah, and less duds because people have an opportunity. Like what most people want in Commander, I'm convinced, is to be a hipster. They want to play a card <laughs> that you've never heard of. Yeah. Uh, one of our uh, staff members, Rachel Weeks, she's so guilty of like i love this card that no (laughs) one's ever heard of yeah Uh, it's either that or be super competitive yeah Uh, yeah it's either cards no one knows about or super competitive yeah and back in the day we used to be like okay well i want to play cards that no one knows about i'll pick a commander no one knows about uh i'll pick one from legends no one knows about (laughs) and you're picking this terrible seven drop with a bad tap ability yeah in a questionable tower power toughness to be hipster 
there's a lot better ways to be hipster now and competitive yeah. back then the cedh scene was not as embraced as it is today uh yeah. you know it was uh they called it an alternative play style back in the day mm. like yeah no, no no this is normal people like playing this way and you know there's a bunch of great content creators like spike feeders and playing with power um mm-hmm. that have led the charge on that um mm-hmm. but now everybody has a way to do what it is they're trying to do uh you can play with whatever type of group you want to play with over spell table or play edh or whatever like the amount of choice that's available to you um it leads to annoying discourse about what's right and wrong in commander but yeah. my trick with commander is if i don't like the format i lose your phone number that's it <laughs> like, all you got to do is just stop inviting that character no yep. issue yep <laughs> you're you're not wrong <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, you, you talked about Prime Speaker Vanifar. I remember when she got spoiled, and I initially was so excited to play her. Um, never, never once built a deck, tried, and just I'm like, yeah, no, this is just boring, and I'm gonna go move on to something else. People are so going that crazy was... in other like constructed formats with her. Yep. Like they were making something for her, I think in modern. I don't remember if Legacy or not. Um, to where it's just like a turn three win. But it's mm-hmm. like there are other decks that do that just faster, especially in Legacy. Right. So it's right. like, all right, right, you can't really compete, even though right. it's so broken. Right, right. So um, so we, we just talked about Magic. You know, we've talked about quite a few other games so far. Um, but, Jake, I want to ask you, for you, when, when it comes to a game in general, um, but, you know, we're, we're really focusing heavily here in, into card games. <clears throat> but... Um, you know, when when we look at card games in general, there's normally two camps. You've got the people who look at more so the gameplay and the mechanics, and then you have um, other people who tend to look more at the lore or the artwork. <clears throat> what what aspect, excuse me, get would pull you into a game more: the gameplay mechanic side or the uh, lore side? Well, uh, Digimon is a pretty good example of this where mm-hmm. uh, I'm pulled in definitely by the IP, the artwork, and the graphic design of the uh, borders and stuff like that. Like, I can't do flesh and blood because the border doesn't look right to me. So, really? Yeah. I mean, the exterior of the building kind of matters. But yeah. uh, once you get inside, it, it's all held up by how good is the game? Is this something right. that you can actually get good at and be rewarded by, you know, practice? Or mm-hmm. am I just always going to have about the same chance? Like, uh, there have been a bunch of, let's say, mini card games released by companies like FFG. Or um, I think we're all nervous that Lorcana is going to turn out to be one of these games. Where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll I mean, it's about collectible. It. It's, you know, <laughs> uh, but the game is very thin. Like, mm-hmm. that... Right isn't going to keep somebody interested for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Whereas right. we're still talking about cards today. Like, you know what we're still talking about is, a uh, is lightning bolt viable in our format now? <laughs> yes. Yes. Are it you is. kidding yeah, me? Every, yeah. Lightning bolt is a topic of discussion. Yeah. It's always right. viable. Yeah. But I but, love but, lightning bolt uh, now, but honestly, what, when was lightning bolt first printed? 93? Yeah, 93. Yeah. Alpha. Yeah, yeah, about a week before yeah. I got onto the scene. I was born August 13th, 1993. <laughs> wow. It, yeah. Isn't that crazy, Jake? Isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not ready to turn 30. Could you imagine <laughs> being 30? What a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. That's going to happen soon. I was born, Some uh, people go through that. I was born May 3rd, 93. So I'm a little older than Magic. Oh, my God. 
I hate both of you right now. <laughs> Dan's like, I'm a lot older than Magic. Shout out to all the 30 pluses out there. Yeah, right. All right. So, all right. So, so you, you just touched on Digimon a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've talked a little bit about Digiboss Battle. Um, can, you, can you explain what Digiboss Battle is and why did you start that? It's awesome. So, it is awesome. I agree. My issue with uh, gameplay is uh, axioms. Just things that people accept as like, yeah, this is the way you do it. And, uh, you know, like earlier in magic content, we would see a lot of people do things like game nights. Cause well, that's how you do it. You, you know, you have an interview, or, you know, there's no need for a lot of that. Like as content matures, people stop mm. doing the same mm. thing as one another. Um, and they find their own thing. I saw a yeah. lot of the same content in Digimon that was just like people focused on the wrong stuff and they would put mm. cards on screen, but not long enough for anybody to actually read like yes yes i always say I uh when we're reviewing an edit of game nights like how many times do you want somebody to watch this is it once is it twice do you want them to skip back to catch what you just said uh yeah. are you throwing this up there for them to read it because they can't read it like yeah our goal should be for them to only watch it once in real time and still get everything that they're trying to get uh-huh. so like digimon didn't understand that um and so what i did was um I don't want it to be, okay, I will draw my card for turn. I'll play this, and then I'll do this, which is going to give me that, and then I'll pass to you. Pass to you. Like, Digivolve, too? I want the character. This is like, you know, the people who are here are anime nerds. Let's give them that. You know, like, a lot of these people are coming from Yu-Gi-Oh. I bet they've seen the Yu-Gi-Oh show, so let's act like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm even, like, doing an impression of, you know, Weevil Underwood uh, in one of our episodes. Uh, It's just so much more fun that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. you 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 hit it. You hit the nail on the head because you know you were just talking about you know uh, what's expected, right? And and in in our in a lot of our videos, you know, kind of the reason I started doing a lot of this is I wanted to make a lot of gameplay videos. <clears throat> and one thing I've been you know thinking about for a while is um, t- trying to tell a story and like what I want to do differently because you know we see a lot of gameplay content and it's all everyone's doing similar. Something very similar, but yep. in their own way. But I'm like, okay, well, how can I make this different? And like, what are some good ideas? And it's something I, I still continue to to struggle with. And I'm still I'm still currently searching for that for that idea for us. But um, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm right 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 there with you. And I love what you've done with Digiboss Battle. Um, I think every time I start it, I'm like, I just I I can't stop watching it and just want to see how <laughs> the entire story uh, folds out. I think you um you you both do do a phenomenal job with that. My trick <laughs> with uh, the opening of the show is it's always a flex. Like you know, I've been practicing my 3D stuff, and I just want to show people like, hey, the thing that you normally see gameplay as like who throws up a little disclaimer at the top. that's like the following is based on true events. Who needs to say that about their gameplay <laughs> yeah, content? Right. Like I just love telling people, no, this really right. happened. <laughs> right. And then, right. you know, messing with like uh digivices and slowly getting better at that stuff mm-hmm. to be like, Hey, you know, this is somebody cared about this when they made it. Mm-hmm. Somebody right. put a lot of love into this. So pay attention. Um, right. Right. Yeah. One of the things I was actually I was just talking with Jim about this. I was I was talking about the interview. I'm like, yeah, we need to start doing interviews for this gameplay. We you don't. You really don't have to do that. Just because someone else does it and they do it well, you don't have to incorporate that in into your content. Um, I, I initially felt kind of compelled to go that route because like you were talking about. 
there's people who expect it. Well, you, you don't have to do what's expected, right? <laughs> do something f- because you love to do it or you have this good idea and kind of yeah. go with that route. And we know that people like meme on us. Like we know – like we yeah. did an April Fool's right. joke uh, called Josh Nights. Um, and it was, you know, four Josh's playing game nights against each other. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. And then Josh casts Rhystic Study and Josh says, wow, so this is a really big deal because now Josh is going to be drawing every single turn. We're like red circling the entire card. Yeah, like, right. Like we know that people think this about us and people will say stuff like they animate every single basic land or, uh, <laughs> you know, like... Uh, Wow, Soul Ring is really big deal here because they're gonna have so much mana going into the next few turns. I'm <laughs> yeah, really gonna right. have to keep an eye on that. Soul Ring's right. good now, and it's gonna be good later too. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> whenever there's an interview, just for a second, consider: is somebody trying to read this card? <laughs> Do maybe we wanna just give a little bit of time for people to reflect? Like we put a Sakura right. Tribelder uh, interview in the last show, so somebody plays Sakura Tribelder, and there's not much to talk about is going to get you a land. So I don't care about, don't talk to me about this card. Okay. Uh, what's, what's the score right now? Where, what's everybody's board state? What's this going to do right. to the board? Or let's say somebody plays two mana rocks and passes. Okay. Well, I wish I could be doing a whole lot more on my turn because I'm pretty concerned about Jimmy. I don't know mm-hmm. uh, how necessarily to deal with his board. So I'm looking at the other two because I don't have anything. They're not mm-hmm. talking about how, you know, this signet here, uh, I had two mana, but I have to filter one through it. So it's a little tricky. Like, we're not saying stuff like that. Right, yeah. right, right. Like, everything has a purpose. And nobody really considers, like, we're trying to be courteous to the viewer and let them read if they want to read. Yeah, yeah. Is is Was that kind of the genesis of Extra Turns a little bit? Extra Turns, uh, it, it just came from, like, let's try reinventing it from the ground up and let's uh-huh. see what happens. And it developed a life of its own and it's kind of for the more, it's like game nights pro. Um, It's like less flashy and stuff, but it's more uh, meat and potatoes. Get out of the way. Um, That's exactly how I feel. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like a game nights up upgraded a little bit, like for the, for the uh, uh, more, more hardcore audience, if you will. Um, And I think both, Right, right. Like both both shows have their strengths and weaknesses. And I, I remember when you guys started doing more extra turns. I was like, okay, this is great. I I I love me more extra turns. Um, I mean, I love the game night show, but I I find myself rewatching extra turns episodes more than I do uh, game nights, and that might be just because I'm I'm much more into card games than um, th- than others. But I, I'm not totally sure there. People don't realize like that show is pretty hard to shoot. Like if they think to themselves, are, yeah. "Oh, I want to do a uh, a gameplay series, I'm gonna go extra turns level." Like, still, <laughs> you don't like just play a bunch of stuff. Like, uh, you have to make it possible for people to change the timing of everything. Like, all of our overhead cameras um, are usually running. Like, we're using clips of this here, and yeah. we'll have you say it later. So, like, let's say um, I'm gonna play an evolving wilds and then go get an island for it. So what I'll need to do is I'll just drop the Evolving Wilds and then I'll pull the Evolving Wilds off the board. Now I need to Indiana Jones grab my deck. Super careful. And yeah. got it. One shot. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Let me just go find yep. this island. Everybody take a B-rig if you need. Cool. Yep. Got it. And then I'll put the deck back, put the island out, Evolving Wilds in the graveyard. Okay. 
And like, I know all the steps to it. However, a lot right. of the guests don't. So right. we have to tell them like, all right, now do this. Now do this. Now do this. Great. We got all the visuals. Now just say this. I will play my evolve. I'm going to play evolving wilds for turn, but I'm going to immediately crack it. I'll get an Island and then I'll come into play tapped. Mm-hmm. And we've just got like recipes for every single yep. game action. Like let's right. say somebody wants to scry. If they just go like this and they look at it on the overhead and they're looking at it, uh, and they put it back. Now I can't cut any time out of that. So like I'm going to play a temple of epiphany and I'm going to get to scry one. So I will leave that on top and then I will pass the turn to you. Like that's really fast to have this like card just hanging out there as I'm thinking about it and everything. You right. totally limit everything I can do. But right. if you say I'm going to play a temple of epiphany, so I'll scry one, pull it completely off the table. Then we can make our decisions, then put it back. I can cut all the meat out of that time yep. and right. just have exactly. the actions like yep. Our extra turn yeah. shoots can be upwards of four or five hours, yet it comes out to a half an hour of runtime. Yeah, wow. yeah, that's crazy. That's one thing that I've learned in doing um, a lot of our gameplay videos is I've learned just in watching the footage and, and editing stuff, and seeing it for me, like, because I see the visuals and I'm like, okay, next time um, I know how this is going to look. And then I just, do, like, I do a lot of shortcuts and then just do dissolves, um, yeah. right? But I, I take everything I learned, then we go into the next video, maybe even a different game, right? But then I'm like, okay. Knowing this, we talk about okay. Here's what we're gonna do, and then it, it, it that's a fun experience for me because again, it, it's it's a can of worms. Uh, yeah. Recently, yeah. I've been focusing on let's do less of the shooting tricks. So let's say uh, somebody plays a Jessica's Will, okay, on game nights. They'll put the Jessica's Will on their board and go back. Mm-hmm. Now we'll fly that card up, and so you fill that spot where the card is with an image of the masked board where it's just only that little spot, right? So you fill in the hole. But now when I reveal the top three cards in my library, I'm probably going to cross over where that Jessica's will was. And suddenly my patch of that hole in the board, I'm going to have to roto that. So a trick we figured out was I'll play the Jessica's will. And then we know that if we're going to be like revealing stuff or manipulating the top of the deck or drawing cards or something, pull the Jessica's will physically off the board at the shoot. Then you reveal and you don't need to roto because it's physically gone. You're not mm-hmm. freezing it and holding it or anything like right. that. But right. we figured out all these little tricks. And at a certain point, enough is enough. Like if you have a little method for how to do everything, it slows your shoot down a big amount and uh, it ruins the vibe. You know, like yeah. yeah, this is about people. Okay. And if you yeah. lose their patience, like who's going to have fun watching your show? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you saying that uh, reminded me. Like, I've learned a lot in just editing and just shooting the content. You get, you're not going to learn anything by just not doing it. You're gonna, you're gonna learn everything as you make stuff, make content, create it, make bad, make it, and then right. Exactly. Yep. Make bad stuff to make better stuff, and then make better and better and better stuff. I think uh, uh, like Napoleon or something. Josh said this recently. Was like uh, quantity is a quality all its own, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Uh, you guys, uh, what number episode is this? Uh, Seventy-seven. You guys are crazy. That is so hard. <laughs> Come on, being that consistent on anything is so hard. Yeah, like you're right. I'm looking at you're your right. site right now. You guys look like uh, Stephen and Zach. 
you know? Yeah. Uh, we're, you know we're, we're, get, we're, we're getting there. We're, we're getting <laughs> there, actually. <laughs> all right. But all right. Before we get there, um, <laughs> you you talked about Lorcana. Let's I want to touch on Lorcana for a minute. OK, you you did a video um, talking about Lorcana. You gave your thoughts. We did a video very similar. Um, what's your initial take on Lorcana? I mean, we don't know anything right now. Um, I loved your video. You went through uh, a little bit of the editing stuff and then the card, the templating. I loved what you had to say. Um, what's your initial take? What's your initial take on Lorcana? Where do you think that's going to go? My take on the community is probably where I have stronger opinions, where okay. it's frustrating for me to see a bunch of people who are being opportunistic about it. Like, mm. there's podcasts about Lorcana and stuff. And, like, you know, <laughs> God bless you guys. You're out there. You know, you're doing your thing. What are you talking about? It's not about? even a game yet. It's not even a game. <laughs> what is there to talk about? <laughs> and, you know, my fiance used to say that about a Star Wars podcast I listened to. She's like, don't they ever run out of stuff to talk about? And I'm like, yeah, maybe in the early days, but then Disney bought it. <laughs> you know? I, I feel I felt like I felt like right now I've been the pessimistic one because I'm in I like I'm in Lorcana community. Sure. And I, I enjoy interacting with 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 a lot of people. Um, but I'm I'm constantly trying to tell people, I'm like, guys, we can't how can you say that you love Lorcana when you lit. We literally don't know anything. Okay, we we know seven cards. We don't know how any of them work. Yeah. We don't. We we know them out of context. We don't know how anything works. Bless you if you're a Disney. If you're a Disney fan person, I have a lot of people like that in my family. Um, I I get it. I'm I'm on board. I'm with you. But some of the things that some some folks are saying, I'm just like, I love you. <laughs> But I just can't get there with you. Let's. I'm. I'm trying yeah. to like pull people in a little bit. More like I love you, but you're acting like a nut. Like <laughs> this is a little much, don't you think? <laughs> I, I, I hate to be blunt, but like, come on. Like, I, I think uh, just like I said about my conversations with the professor at first. Like, uh-huh. be a peer. You know, don't be a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Like, just yeah, cool out and. Uh, be somebody that they want to work with rather than, mm-hmm. oh, well, we'd love to showcase it to all of my viewers. You know, I have 3,000 yeah. subscribers. Like, yeah. Yeah. nobody yeah. ain't nobody in this yep. community if you just yep. make good stuff for it. Like, I think yep. my Lorcana video is probably my highest viewed video on my channel, which is yeah, weird because I, I spent yeah. an hour and a half on it. Like, yep. <laughs> I put 40 hours into another video and nope. Yeah. Lorcana yeah. is the biggest one. But yeah, people just like, I respect shooting your shot, but at the same time, what shot are you shooting? Right, right, exactly. And that's where, like, I've, I've, I, we've shot a few Lorcana videos, and um, I've shot some separately. Yeah, I'm gonna do some um, more too, even before new info comes out. So, <laughs> like, respect, yeah. but also like, cool it on the right. at Disney Lorcana right. Twitter, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, like for me, like I've, I have been, I've, I've honestly had some dilemmas because I'm like, I, I. It's card games plus Disney. And, you know, Jim and I, we, we've talked about this. Like, that's kind of my – I feel like that's my home. So I'm very yeah. excited about it. But I'm Disneyland also like, every other week. I'm with you. <laughs> so, But I have this dilemma because I'm like, I'm very excited. I don't want to be let down. I see others that are very excited. I don't want them to be let down either. And so the best way I know how to – to, for people not to let down is let's lower expectations, let's bring people down, and then just let let's cool it a little bit. Yeah, right? just but focus it's, on it's, who's making it. I think for that's the most right. important part. Like uh, context, like this is Ravensburger. They make puzzles. They make some board yes. games. Like yep. 
but the team that they've hired seems like a good team, you know, yeah. and this is them shooting their shot. Like, yep. they're spending yep. they're I don't know anything, but they're probably spending a little bit too much on the IP. They're not going to make a ton yep. of money, but they're hoping to make it up in volume. And a responsible business person would hire the right people. You know, it's right. an old company, too. Right. So they yeah. probably yeah. another way around it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a consumer's right. got to assume. Well, and, and there's been a lot of people talking about like Disney's involvement. And I'm curious as to your take on this. But what I've said is I'm like, guys, I don't think Disney is involved at all. The only way they're involved is that they're making sure Ravensburger or Ravensburger protects their brand mm-hmm. and they showcase it in a way they want to be they want it to be showcased as. I don't they're not focusing on gameplay. They're not gonna be focusing on OP. They're not gonna be focusing on anything. That's what I think. But there's folks within the community who are like, Oh, I would love to see uh nationals be hosted at Disney World. I'm like that's not going to happen. Like I don't think I don't think I don't think Disney is going to put any money into it. They're just concerned about how much they're going to be able to make off. I of think it. the only way that happens is if the game is just huge and Disney's <laughs> yeah. like, "All right, let's let's make something crazy for right. it." That's right. a great point. It's like this could be a really volatile experience for a lot of people if it becomes something that's worth Disney paying attention to. Yeah. Uh, then the game yeah. could change. But right. I would look at it like this. So um, the Imperial Raider. Are you familiar with this ship? Uh, no. no Empire ship. Uh, it was added into the canon around 2015, I believe. But uh, Lucasfilm, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, the newer one. The, the new one, yeah. Yeah, that takes place on a Raider. Um, but that ship was created specifically for X-Wing. In uh, oh. Fantasy Flight Games, worked oh. with Lucasfilm to create this ship. And now here it is in their flagship game. Um, it's all over Star Wars squadrons. Like this is an accepted canon ship. So it's the, like X-Wing was not like a huge moneymaker yet. Here they are kind of collaborating together. Like they felt that it was important enough to do such a thing. Um, there might be healthy collaboration or I, I'm more inclined to believe that it's either going to be not that much at all or uh, so overbearing that you can't do what you need to do. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Which is basically yeah. me making no point at all. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just well, make and, both and, points. <laughs> and, and, and admittedly, like I don't have I don't have a lot of experience in the space to, or or business knowledge to know kind of the ins and outs. Um, but that's that's just kind of some 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 interesting takes. Um, so okay, all right, Zach and Steven, Team Covenant. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I met them in Vegas I, uh, this summer. They're the I coolest. Saw, I, I, I saw that photo. So we had we had a uh, Steven on the podcast last year. Oh, that, um, was so much, that was so much. Fun. That was so much fun. Um, I <laughs> actually sent him an e- I sent him an email today. I'm trying currently trying to get a hold of uh, get a hold of Zach. Which uh, Zach, uh, open your DMs, man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so um, anyway, I I remember I was watching one of their streams. Okay, uh, first of all, um, I think you you're right there with me when I say I I. I respect the, the the heck out of Zach and Steven, what they've built as a company. Yeah. Um, and I think they've done an amazing job. Uh, Zach recently Zach, did a thread on Twitter that yep. uh, explained the entire history of their company. And I think anybody who's working on something uh, that you plan on it being long-term, it's responsible of you to read uh, where he's been with this whole thing. Like, you know, uh, even is open about like, Hey, my life kind of fell apart at this point. Mm-hmm. Here's how I recovered. Hey, they confronted me with some harsh truths at the company and really stopped me in my tracks. And yeah. it's just a nice, vulnerable, um, important thing for a lot of us to hear. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I recommend and any one of you watching this, go read that tweet thread. Um, a lot of great lessons over the course of 16 years of, of, of uh, him and his company. Um, but uh, anyway, I was in one of their streams and um, I saw you popped into the stream and uh, you, you were in the chat. And so I'm like, wait, Jake Boss watches <laughs> Team Covenant? He, he's, he's a fan? So can you talk about how did you get um, turned on to Zach and Steven? And um, yeah, how, how, how did you get turned on to their content initially? Yeah, sure. So uh, initially I was listening to a Star Wars gaming podcast called The Sabak Table. Um, and they, I, I was just, you know, diving through this channel called The Force Cast trying to find more Star Wars stuff to listen to. So the Sabak table was one of their shows. They talked about X-Wing and I was like the old computer game. Um, and then, you know, I looked into it. It's a tabletop game. I'd never played tabletop. Um, I go to a local game store, check it out. Uh, and I told my brother, all right, you can't tell my girlfriend, but I'm going to spend $40 on this box. Okay. I promise I'm not going to spend more. I'm not going to be one of those freaks that d- dives deep into this hobby, but I'm going to spend this $40. It'll be fine. Uh, so we go home, we play the game. It's so much fun. And then I'm researching ships. And this was about when wave four came out for X-Wing. So the tide defender review for team covenant, I think was my first video. Um, and then from there, I was watching more and more of their videos because I was more obsessed with their content than I yeah. was the game at a lot yep. of points. And, you know, I got yeah. pretty good at the game. I loved it. But um, then I got into the Star Wars LCG because of their videos. And they would do these roundtable reviews of every force pack kit that came out and, you know, come to find out through that tweet thread that that was too much for them to handle. And it was a lot. But there's <laughs> yeah. a really funny one where Steven is uh, looking at a, a piece of art. and He's like, wow, whoever FFG is hiring to do this art is amazing. Ralph McQuarrie, whoever you are, you're awesome. And he's like the original concept designer for Star Wars, <laughs> A New Hope, <laughs> Ralph McQuarrie. <laughs> so, you know, if you ever uh, see Steven, tell him I said uh, something about his favorite ar- artist, Ralph McQuarrie. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have to bring that up with him. Sure. That, 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 that is I'm funny. Not, I'm not going to lie, though. I probably would have messed that up, too. It's so funny. <laughs> I definitely didn't know that. <laughs> like he got caught admiring one of the greatest Star Wars artists like ever. Yeah. It's a pretty good thing to have a mental fumble on. Jake had would have a, corrected me like I corrected Steven with the black with lotuses. the black lotus. So he just would have done the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that that was that was oh my goodness. That was that was hilarious. Um but so for like if anybody watches any of our content and see how we have our our studio set up if you watch team covenant videos uh you 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 might see a few similarities <laughs> yeah <laughs> the overhead trust have- i i bet you have an overhead trust don't you <laughs> Uh, so yes and no, I have it <laughs> attached to my floorboards. Uh, I, I drilled, I drilled through, through the ceiling cause I, I wanted stuff off of the very floor. Smart. <laughs> um, so we, when, when we, when we started doing content, we had a lot of meetings and a lot of screenshots of, uh, team covenant and game nights. Those are mm. the two stuff where we, no. we took a lot of inspiration inspirations from um we love so, it yeah people steal from us like honestly like <laughs> this stuff is really hard and if you like yeah. like i say with hundred thousand dollar camera if you want to steal some of the methods like go for it this stuff is mm-hmm. still really hard yeah. so yeah. Uh, if you're yeah. out there and you're doing it 
respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there, there's a there's a quote. It says something about like you know imitation is a sincere form of, form of flattery, but then that talking about like ste- like theft is like the best form of. I I can't remember the the exact. Uh, uh, I think like good artists, uh, something great artists steal. Yeah, yeah. Good good artists copy great artists steal. Some yeah, something, something like something that. Like that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, just like the uh, camera conversation, like being set up, like Team Covenant ain't gonna make a Team Covenant. Like yep. you know, it's just like a format. You know, it's a yep. shape. So, yep. yep. And, and and it it helps. Like for me, it's just like I'm very interested and love the visual, the yep. visual aspect. I, t- I talked about photography, videography. That stuff interests me. I, I love it. And so, like, that's the stuff that I focus on. And at times, admittedly, too much, right? Mm-hmm. I, I need to be pulled back a little bit. Um, hey, yeah, I'll tell you this, though. Hang on. So yeah. if you had an endless supply of chewing gum, you'd probably sell chewing gum. Is that right? And yeah. if you have an endless supply of passion for video equipment and nerd stuff, like, you're going to make money off of it somehow, someday. That's going to yeah. be your golden goose because you got yeah. a ton of that shit in the back. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. the endless supply of chewing gum. Yeah, yeah, uh, um, most most definitely. Um, all right. So, <clears throat> lastly, lastly, we uh, we're 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 gonna move on. We're gonna move on to uh, one of one of my favorite my favorite segments, <laughs> and that is the card of the week. Jake oh, yeah. has been so gracious. Wait, do you to, have a jingle uh, card of the week? I'm sorry. What was that? You have a jingle for card of the week. Uh, no, I unfortunately no, I do not. You have to make one up right now. Uh, okay. Do 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 do. Card of the week. Uh, it was weird. I like it's it. We're card of the it. week. It's weird. <laughs> I love it. That was great. All right, all right, Jake. What what is, can you uh, can you tell us? What is this week's card of the week? So this week's card of the week is a Digimon TCG card. It is Eosmon. Uh, I love this card. It's a lot like uh, Rats for Digimon. Uh, it's got a play cost of five. Uh, it's a level five with a Digimon power of 6,000. You can Digivolve for three uh, onto a level four that's green or white. But a lot of the time, you're just going to be hard playing these because this card says you can include up to 50 copies with this card's uh, card number in your deck. Uh, and when attacking, you may play one level five or lower Eosmon from your hand without paying its memory cost. So you're going to play a big swarm of Eosmons. Then it's got this fun little inheritable effect uh, down at the bottom that says, on your turn, this Digimon gets plus 1,000 DP. So let's say you put another Digimon card on top of this and make it a level 6. It's going to get that little plus 1,000 buff. Yeah, they're basically mutate creatures. (laughs) But the only thing that you inherit is that little box at the bottom. uh, Box at the bottom, yeah. yeah. Right. Holy cow. So your Digimon <laughs> can get really complicated. I tried to pick one that was, uh, you know, more accessible to understand. So yeah. you can sleeve up 50 copies of this card. And then whenever it attacks, drop out another one. Uh, it'll have summoning sickness. So you can't attack with it, you know, on that turn. Yeah. But right. eventually you're going to keep multiplying and have a big swarm of Eos Mons. And I uh, feature it in an episode of Digiboss Battle where I tried to go more moody and. I went as like a collective uh, character that's like a hive mind. Um, I tried to go more dramatic uh, with that episode rather than comedy. And it was interesting results. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't think I've I've seen that one. I'll have to to go back and check that one out for sure. Yeah, it's all Um, yours, man. 
uh, Jim, Jim, you you said when I showed this to you, you were like, I love this card. I was like, wow. <laughs> this instantly gave me Cranko vibes. I'm just like, okay, yeah. double my oh, board. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, uh, before I even learned about this card, I kind of dabbled with uh, Digimon stuff, but I'm a big fan of Dioboromon oh, yeah. from the movie. And like when I found out he had a card in here and he would be making clones of himself. But then I saw this, I'm like, I just think this is better. <laughs> Dio Boromon is probably the only deck in this game that creates tokens. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so okay. just like in uh, our war game, the movie, uh, he makes a whole bunch of himself. Yep. Um, and then in the He's sequel the movie, yeah, he makes uh, uh, a big, I forget. Uh, I think it's Millennium Mon. I don't remember. But uh, a huge yeah, version. Like, okay. Uh yeah, but you remember what it was, Become a level seven. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So when I saw when I saw this card, the first thing I thought was uh, Shadowborn Apostles and Rats. Because yep. when when I saw that you can include up to fifth, I'm like, does every card game have a card like this where you can include? <laughs> I'm sure that they of- do. I figured yeah. that would make uh, other players of other card games at home is seeing you know something to relate to. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we we played we played Digimon on the channel. We streamed this uh, a while ago. Um, that was the first time I had played Digimon. Same. Jim. J- oh, that was the first time you played it too. Yeah. Yeah. How Jake? How how did you get initially get into Digimon? Did you just see the IP and it's a card game? And you're like, I want to try it. Man, I don't even remember. All I remember was uh, when I looked into the Digimon TCG. Oh no, I remember uh, my uh, spell table friend Pope was like, hey, did you know that they're making another Digimon card game? And it just landed in the U.S. Then I watched a bunch of videos from uh, my friend, True Champion Steven. Very nice guy. Oh, True Champion Steven. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, we haven't met in person yet, but I'm sure that'll happen in the next month or so. Uh, (laughs) One of his buddies uh, from his game store now works at the Command Zone, so it's a super small world. Wow. Um, Wow. But I just watched a bunch of his videos trying to understand, like, color identity and, you know, find a way for me to be at home with this because I don't know about you guys, but I was a Digimon kid. Were you guys Digimon kids? hundred percent. I was Pokemon. I never, I, I never got right. into Digimon. All right. I don't know I'm going to ask you a total personal question. This is completely out of line. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Are your parents together? Yes. <laughs> Jim, are your parents together? <laughs> they aren't. Yeah. <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> Digimon. Is for people who need an added layer of escapism. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, I love Pokemon too, though. Okay. Well, <laughs> like I'm, I've got. I'll tell you what that means after Pokemon. we get off this call. All right, all right, we'll talk about <laughs> that. That means something a lot more personal. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, that was hilarious. So, okay, I, I wasn't my parents. So I come of I come from a very conservative background. So even Pokemon back then was oh, yeah. like frowned was upon. The devil. Yeah, <laughs> the satanic panic. So, so, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so Digimon was just like, uh, you know, just we're not even going to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a great video uh, by, oh, geez, I can't remember his name, but he's featured in a ton of documentaries. It's this terrible video from the 90s um, where this guy's talking about, like, the game is called Magic the Gathering. See this vile, <laughs> decaying thing? Looks, uh, it, it's a game of the occult. How many know that the mind is a very uh, fragile thing? <laughs> And he talks about Pokemon in that too. Like, uh, uh-huh. you know, look at this terrible, ungodly, uh, satanic thing. 
Like shows Pikachu. It's so funny. <laughs> and he's so well, cute we, with his little satanic tail. We we talked we talked about um the we talked about vampiric tutor. No, not vampiric tutor, demonic tutor. Yeah. As one of the cards of the week uh, a while ago. And uh, I remember I remember that card. Um, before I got into magic, because that was talked about in my <laughs> communities with the uh, yeah. with the pentagram, with the pentagram on the forehead, uh, I I've, I very vividly remember that. Uh, it's talked so, yeah, about in my community is a very good card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, all right, all right. Uh, so, Eosman, Eosman is this week's card of the week. Jake, thank you so much for featuring this week's card of the week for us. Um, and you know, with that, with that, we're going to, we're going to have to wrap up, uh, this episode. Um, Jake, can you, can you tell, um, our audience where people can find you on the internet? Uh, yeah. If you like, uh, magic, watch game nights, uh, that's where our heart and soul goes into. Uh, if you like game nights, check out game nights live. Uh, that is a project I'm very heavily involved in. Um, a lot of blood, sweat and tears went into that one. And we're really proud of the things that we're doing with it. Um, taking game nights on the road as a stage show who knew um it's yeah. really fun yeah uh and then my personal stuff is digiboss battle i'm having a lot of fun with that show and trying new things i'm trying to make deck techs look prettier you know yeah sure. uh, yep. needs to be some innovation there and i'm having fun yep. Agreed. Um, all right. Well, you know, Game Nights Live is just is another thing that we unfortunately never got to talk on. But uh, if if we could, like, honestly, I feel like we could just keep talking for hours. Oh, yeah, hours we'll have hours. to talk another time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, all right, Jake, thank you so much for joining us on, on today's episode of the podcast. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Well, that was a lot of fun. Holy cow, <laughs> dude, that was crazy. Uh, I, I when we finished when we finished that talk, um, I remember I said to you, "I'm like, dude, that was absolutely insane. That yep. was so much fun, crazy. That guy has so much knowledge up in his brain. It's when, it's ridiculous. When, when he Just started, talking to him, you you when, find that out real quick. When he started talking about H two six four, I'm like, <laughs> all right, we're gonna go there. Okay. <laughs> So it's it's nice to talk nerd things with a, with a fellow yeah, nerd, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, hopefully you guys enjoyed that conversation. We had a lot of fun. Um, but before we get out of here, um, Jim, where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram at Jim Morgan HNH. You guys can find me on Twitter at underscore DJ Campbell and on and on Instagram at Daniel G Campbell. If you head over to our website www.hobbiesandhappiness, you can find links to all of our social uh, platforms there. Um, we're probably most active on twitter which is uh at hobbies and happy um I, that's kind of like the prominent social platform that we're posting to now i'm trying to get more back into instagram and facebook as well um but again if you head over to the website you can find links to everything there um again hopefully you all enjoyed today's episode this was a lot of fun and i'm excited for this year about having more and more guests on the on, on the show the format <laughs> i plan to do is kind of alternate every other show would like to get a guest on the show and then alternate um on those off <laughs> off off um off uh weeks we'll just talk about a topic here on yeah. our own so and eventually by the end of the year we're gonna have the president on all right we're not we're the probably president not of what uh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks everybody for being here and we'll catch you in the next episode see everybody take care